Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back, this is again your host Rap and welcome back dito sa Stories Philippines Podcast So for today's episode guys, magkakaroon na naman tayo ng, ng isang story patungkol sa isang murder case na nangyari mismo dito sa ating bansa, dito sa Pilipinas Ito ang ating series na tinatawag na Philippine True Crimes So on our previous episode, di ba ang ating 
tinalakay ay ang patungkol dun sa Maguindanao Massacre Case. So isang karo maldumal na massacre case na nag-arise dahil sa isang political rivalry doon sa Maguindanao. Now magkakaroon na naman tayo ng isang massacre case, isang karumaldumal na naman na massacre case na talaga namang nagpakilabot sa atin na talagang nagbigay na, naggawa ng ingay sa buong bansa and even sa buong mundo narinig tong storya na to. And alam ko na halos lahat ng Pilipino ay familiar dito sa ating tatalakayin murder or massacre case ngayon dahil ito ay talaga namang binalita ng napakatagal talagang nap- naging controversial and it is such a heroic story then so wag na nating patagalin pa so ang ating episode ngayon ay patungkol sa The Fallen 44 or The Mamasapano Massacre Case So alam kong familiar kayo dito guys sa uh, nangyari noong noong medyo matagal-tagal na mga taon na ang lumipas. Ito yung storya kung saan nagkaroon ng isang mission yung ating mga SAF or yung mga Special Armed Forces ng ating bansa and they were sent out to Mamasapano para isis yung isang drug lord or isang tawag dito hindi siya drug lord eh isang terorista na talagang notorious and kinailangan nilang arestohen or patumbahin itong tao na to so unfortunately hindi naging maganda yung kinalabasan netong mission na to nung ating SAF 44 and eventually all of them died as we all have known na so kaya sila tinawag na Fallen 44. So now let's read an article by Nikai de Guzman. It is entitled, Remembering the Fallen 44 of the Special Action Forces. So four years ago or five years ago, tragedy caused a dark cloud to hover over the entire country. The Menjola massacre that took place during Corazon Aquino's presidency was a stark contrast to the peaceful revolution that put her in power. That dark bloody day cast a shadow over her family's political legacy. But it was not enough to prevent her son from winning the presidency over 20 years later. Unfortunately, The younger Aquino's time as president became known for yet another brutal encounter that Filipinos would find difficult to forget, known as the Mamasapano Clash. It resulted to the deaths of 44 Special Action Forces Commandos. So naging ganun yung storya nun no. Um, ito ang pinaka main person dito na parang merong responsibility is yung ating former president na si Noynoy Aquino. So, nung time ng presidency, nung time ng term, nung nanay niya na si Corazon Aquino, merong nangyari na isang massacre case din na later on pag-uusapan din natin sa podcast na to. Yun yung Menjola Massacre. And yung massacre na yon parang nagbigay siya ng um, masamang 
masamang bahid doon sa pamilya Aquino. However, kahit may nangyari ng ganun sa past, hindi pa rin yon naging dahilan para hindi manalo etong si Noy Noy nung tumakbo siya bilang presidente. So yun nga, nanalo siya na presidente and unfortunately sa term na naman ng isang Aquino, may nangyari na namang karumal-dumal na massacre. Yun nga yung ating mamasapano murder case or mamasapano massacre. So, the Special Action Forces was sent there to mamasapano to siege a criminal named Ar- Arias or Alias rather. They were sent out there to siege a a terrorist named Alias Marwan. So, sino ba tong si Alias Marwan? The story starts with Zulkifli Bin Hir, a Malaysian terrorist who trained as an engineer in the United States. Impressively, he could speak several languages including Malay, Arabic, English, and even Filipino. Zulkifli who had 10 siblings and three children left home suddenly one day and reappeared later on as alias Marwan a terrorist connected to the uh, to the Jemaah Islamia The 2002 Bali bombings were attributed to his group which cemented Marwan's reputation as a prominent bomb maker There were reports that he was teaching various terrorist groups in the Middle East and Asia including our country Philippines own Abu Sayyaf how to make explosive devices. Some reports states that he had taught around 300 bomb makers across the globe. Needless to say, there was bounty on Marwan's head. He was wanted in several countries including Malaysia, Indonesia, the United States, and even here in the Philippines. By 2002, Marwan had eight outstanding warrants of arrest. A decade later, he attempted to replicate the Bali bombings in Cagayan de Oro by planting two bombs around the city. One bomb killed two officers and the other was found in time. and was detonated in a safe place. It was around this time, the authorities began operations to capture the bomb maker. Some of the operations were named after famous movies or characters, including Wolverine, Cyclops, and Terminator. Most of these missions, however, were aborted due to various reasons, including the lack of support or equipment breaking down. In 2014, the Philippine National Police received actionable intelligence on Marwan and another terrorist called Basit Usman. The latter was linked to a bombing incident in General Santos City back in 2002, which had killed 15 people and injured 60 more. During the third and fourth quarter of 2014, There were solid attempts to arrest Marwan and Usman. Operations were halted, however, because of an unforeseen attack on a detachment of the armed forces of the Philippines by the Bangsamoro Islamic Freedom Fighters or the BIFF. In January 
During the Pope's visit to Manila, it was reported that Marwan and his group were involved in several plots to blow up the papal convoy. This was prevented by changing the plans of the Pope at the last minute. It was on the 24th January that the Special Action Forces of the PNP executed the biblically named Oplan Exodus. Ironically, the plan echoed the story after which it was named. It promised great deliverance at the cost of many lives. Zulkifli bin Hir alias Marwan, a Malaysian terrorist who trained as an engineer in the United States. His capture was the goal of the mission Oplan Exodus. So yun yung storya ng pinaka main antagonist ng storyang to or yung kontrabida dito sa storyang ito. Ang dahilan kung bakit nagkaroon ng massacre eto si Zulkifli Binhir or ang kanyang alias ay Marwan. So isa siyang engineer, isa siyang Malaysian engineer na nag-aral at nag-train sa US and Meron siyang pamilya, meron siyang mga kapatid, meron siyang mga anak pero isang araw bigla na lang daw siyang nawala and napag-alaman na lang na meron na siyang sinalihang terorista na grupo and isa siya sa mga leader nito dahil nga meron siyang background sa engineering so naging isa siyang notorious na bomb maker so pumunta siya dito sa Pilipinas, ang layunin niya ay itrain etong mga terorista dito sa ating bansa which is the Abu Sayyaf and the BIFF para gumawa kung paano gumawa ng mga bomba para tumulong sa pag terorista nila dito sa bansa natin. So ang daming naging attempts para um, hulihin etong si Marwan pero hindi natuloy-tuloy yung mga attempts na yon kasi merong, meron silang nakikitang mga flaws. So, talagang magaling etong si Marwan na terorista. So, kapag ka nagpadalos-dalos sila, ay talagang mauubos yung mga manguhuli sa kanya kasi notorious talaga siya and malakas yung influensya niya so poprotektahan talaga siya ng mga ibang mga militanteng grupo. However, nung bumisita si Pope Francis dito sa bansa natin. So, nakatanggap ng intel etong ating PNP na pinagbabalakan nilang pasabugin yung convoy netong um, neto ni Pope Francis. So, napigilan lang nila yon dahil nga um, in the last minute, change nila yung ruta ng convoy. So, kung hindi nila na-change yon baka sumabog na etong si Pope Francis. So yun yung nag-trigger para i-launch etong Oplan Exodus na ang layunin is to capture etong si Marwan and si Basit Osman, isa ring terorista. So ano ba tong Oplan Exodus? So Oplan Exodus, shortly before midnight, the SAF commandos entered a marshland in Mamasapano, Maguindanao. While there were several groups involved in the mission, two factions were assigned to be in the heat of the would-be war zone. 
One was the 84th SAF Company headed by Raymond Train. These groups were tasked to get Marwan. The other was the 55th SAF Company headed by Inspector Ryan Pabalinas which served as the blocking force. Only 41 commandos were assigned to the team that was to assault Marwan and Usman in their hideout in Barangay Pidsanduan. The blockage team composed of 36 commandos was in the nearby barangay to Kanlipaw. There was also a team of the 300 soft troops on standby deployed away from the battle zone. To get to their destination, the soldiers had to endure a two-hour walk which included crossing a river at high tide. There are accounts that said they arrived at the location of Usman and Marwan at around 3 a.m. Others said around 4 a.m. So, yun na nung nilaunch na yung Oplan Exodus. So, yun na pumunta na yung mga special armed forces ng PNP sa marshland dito sa Mamasapa, no? Yung Mamasapa, no? Sa Maguindanao din siya, guys. And, hindi lang basta-basta grupo yung sinend. Um, mga skilled na grupo talaga. Kaya nga, special action forces. So, mga special talaga na police. Mga combat police talaga yung sinend nila. So, there are two groups, which is yung una, yung 84th SAP Company and yung 55th SAP Company. So, 41 commandos yung naka-assign para atakihin etong si Marwan and si Usman. Tapos, 36 commandos naman yung nasa uh, malapit na barangay para kung sakaling tatakas etong mga terorista, ay eh, nag-aabang na doon yung mga ibang mga staff para tugisin sila. So, para wala silang matatakbuhan. So yung pinagtataguan neto yung hideout ni Usman and neto ni Marwan. So ano siya, mahabang lakarin. So kailangan masukal na nasa loob ng masukal na kagubatan, mga bundok-bundok pa yung tatawirin. So kailangan maglakad ng higit kumulang dalawang oras para makapunta doon and kailangan mong tumawid ng ilog para makapunta doon sa mismong lugar na yon and yung tinawid nilang ilog is malalim na ilog hindi yung basta-basta ilog na hanggang paalang so halos lampas tuhod na ilog yung tinawid nila so parang isolated na island yung hideout nito ni Marwan so napapaligiran ng mga ilog ng mga bangin so parang ano talaga no escape kapag nandun ka na sa loob talagang magiging um, kapag nagkaroon ng war zone hindi ka pwedeng tumakbo hindi ka pwedeng mag retreat ang choice mo lang is to fight to kill or to be killed so ganun yung senaryo nila dito so eto yung sabi ninarate ng isang survivor doon sa mamasapa no clash na yon si Commando SPO4 Bill Fernando Humalon he was part of the assault team 
later recounted that the two assault teams started attacking Marwan's house and the other team helped in attacking nearby sentries. After a few minutes of gunfire exchange, they returned to their designated converging area and waited for the rest of the assault team to catch up. Train revealed that they had successfully neutralized Marwan. He said that they couldn't move the body but they had taken photos and the finger for evidence. The group had to cross a river to link up with the Pip-Tip-Pip Special Action Company and the rest of the blocking force stationed in Barangay Tocanalipaw as they withdraw from the area. Humalon recalled that Train had made several calls for support and reinforcements around this time. After a kilometer's walk, the group, the group chanced upon a number of houses which served as a small camp for the rebels. They stopped to rest and they were told that their origin exit plan had changed to evade the BIFF. After two more hours of walking, they rested and that's when a young boy spotted the commandos and apparently, apparently alerted the rebels in the area. After a few seconds, firing commenced from the BIFF targeting us. Firefight lasted for almost two hours and after which one of our comrades was hit at the elbow, Humalon said. We're already surrounded by the enemies, Humalon said, quoting Train, who made several frantic calls for reinforcements and extractions during this time. Another survivor who recounted his experience during his fallen comrades wake said that they had to keep still and quiet so that the enemies would think they were dead. They were, after all, pinned down by the automatic gunfire from the rebels. By 4pm, the soldiers said goodbye to each other as they prepared to take their last stand against the 1,000 strong rebels. The attack was coming from all sides. The plan was to fight it until the last bullet. So naging ganon yung kinahinatnan netong Oplan Exodus. So yung um, assault group which was headed by Superintendent Raymond Train. So sabi nila nagsaksid na daw sila sa um, mission which is to seize etong si Marwan. So, sabi nila napatay daw nila si Marwan sa isang inkwentro nung pinuntahan nila nung sinalakay nila dun sa kanyang um, hideout. But, hindi nila kayang ano, hindi nila kayang i-take dalhin yung katawan. So, kasi nga, di ba, kailangan maglakad ng napakalayo and kailangan tumawid ng ilog na napakalalim. So, hindi daw nila hindi daw nila kayang dalhin pa yung katawan. So, ang ginawa na lang nila bilang proof na napatay nga nila itong si Marwan. So, pinikturan na lang nila and then pinutol nila yung daliri which is to serve as proof para sa DNA testing sana or fingerprint testing para makonfirma na si Marwan nga yung napatay nila. So, akala nila 
mission success na. So, uuwi na dapat sila but yung kanilang mission sabi ay nag-iba daw. So, hindi pa daw tapos yung mission nila. So, kailangan pa daw nilang um, atakihin yung mga BIFF, isang teroristang grupo na nandun sa mga paligid na barangay. So, instead of retreating and extracting from the um, mission site, so, nag-standby pa sila sa isang barangay which is isang lugar kung saan naninirahan yung mga rebelde. So, nag-take camp sila doon. Unfortunately, may nakakita daw sil- may nakakita sa kanilang isang batang lalaki and then yung batang lalaki na yon sinumbong sila sa mga BIFF. So, ang nangyari ngayon, inambush sila netong mga BIFF. So, nasa ano na lang sila, asa humigit kumulang 50 commandos na lang sila na nandun. So, ang tumambang sa kanila ay isang libong BIFF ng mga terorista. So, automatic gunfires pa yung mga pinapaulan sa kanila or yung mga heavy artillery, mga, mga AK-47, ganyan. May mga ano din, may mga bomba ding dala na binabato sa kanila and then meron ding mga machine guns. Yan, so talagang na-pin down sila. So, they, hindi sila pwedeng dumipensa lang kasi um, ganun din eh. Kung dedepensa lang sila, so mas mara, mas ano lang sila, malalapitan at malalapitan and mas oonte yung chance nila for survival. So, etong si superintendent train, sabi nung mga survivors, ay ilang beses daw tumawag para sa reinforcements and para sa mga extraction support. extraction um, backups para makaligtas sila para makapag-retreat sila ng maayos unfortunately wala daw dumating wala daw sumagot dun sa panawagan nila so ang nangyari nag-call na lang sila na kailangan na lang nilang labanan itong isang libong mga terorista so by the time 4pm so nagpaalam na sila sa isa't isa so nag-goodbye na daw sila sa isa't isa kasi Alam nilang there's no way out na eh. Talagang mamamatay na sila. Wala, nang, wala na silang ligtas. So tinanggap na lang nila yung kapalaran nila. Kasi by all common sense, kahit saan mo titignan. So hinding-hindi na nila kayang makaligtas dito. So first, they were outnumbered by three times the men. So isang libo mahigit yung kalaban nila. Plus they, the enemy has heavy artillery. While... They are now only have the remaining bullets kasi nga nagkaroon na sila ng enkwentro earlier nung inatake nila etong si Marwan. And talagang onti lang nila compared dito sa mga kalaban and napapalibutan na sila. So sabi nila kailangan na lang nating kung mamamatay tayo kailangan nating magsama ng mga terorista sa hukay natin. So, the plan was to fight them out until the last bullet. So, unfortunately, yun nga nangyari as expected na ubos etong ating mga special armed forces. So, a total of 44 SAF 
lost its lives. So there are only um, few survivors, hindi ako sure kung ilan yung survivors, nasa dalawa hanggang apat ata yung nakasurvive. Sabi netong isang survivor, um, kinailangan daw nilang mag-act as dead. So meron din silang mga tama ng mga bala sa atawan. So ang ginawa nila, nagpatay-patayan na lang sila para nung chinek yung mga bangkay nila so inakalang patay na sila so pinabayaan na lang sila not knowing na may, nati- may natitira pang buhay sa nila and eto na ang storya ng retrieval operations so nag-call nga sila ng, nag-call diba ng reinforcements so in-inform nila yung base na ganun nga yung sitwasyon nila napapaligiran sila So, the enemy is armed to the teeth. So, malabo silang makaligtas. Pero walang dumating na reinforcements. So, dumating lang nung patay na lahat. So, based on their accounts, the surviving commandos had to wait a total of 16 hours. My goodness. 16 hours for rescue. In the end, SAF lost 44 of its members to the firefight against the BIFF and Moro Islamic Liberation Front guerrillas. 18 rebels and 3 to 5 civilians also perished during the fight including an 8-year-old child. According to some reports, as early as 5 a.m. and 6 a.m., SAF Commander Police Director Getulio Napeña sent a text message to Major General Eduardo Pangilinan, Commander of the Army's 6th Infantry Division, informing, ho- informing him of an ongoing police operation against Marwan. Napeñas did not ask for reinforcements even if trains call suggested otherwise. My goodness, anong ginagawa mo, Napeñas? So, isang notorious na terorista na sikat na sikat sa buong mundo, na wanted sa buong mundo, ang kanilang inatake without even informing the armed forces of the Philippines. Knowing the fact na talagang napakalaki ng impluensya netong si Marwan and talagang kung lulusubin nila kung babalakin nilang capturing or patayin etong si Marwan talagang dadaan sila sa isang digmaan of course the PNP knew that but ang ginawa nila they acted on their own as per na Peñas's orders so hindi niya ininform ang general ng 6th Infantry Division ng AFP na magkakaroon sila ng plan exodus na to so the police obviously were short handed so the odds are greater na hindi mangyayari etong mga to kung nakatulong agad etong AFP diba etong mga sundalo but ininform lang neto ng police director noon na si Napeñas etong major general ng AFP na si Pangilinan true text FYI ah, true text message lang walang official memorandum walang mga 
official-official kineme na ganyan ng mga papeles through text lang na in a very informal way. And sinabi niya lang noong tapos na yung Oplan Exodus. Sa kanya lang sinabi dito sa AFP. So anong gustong patunayan netong PNP? Anong gustong patunayan netong SAF? Netong SAF? Oo, netong Nina Peñas. Bakit niya kailangang umakto ng mag-isa? Bakit niya sinend yung SAF alone without the help of AFP? E pwede naman palang tumulong yung AFP kung na-inform lang sila ng mas maaga. So gusto bang magpasikat netong sinapenyas na kaya ko to, kayang handling ng PNP to? So, sa tingin nyo may mga ganun bang nangyari? So, I don't know. We don't know, ba diba? So, talagang nakakainis lang. And eto pa, Napenas did not ask for reinforcements even if trains calls suggested otherwise. So, andun na nga, ba diba, si superintendent train siya kasi yung commanding officer doon sa mamasapa, no? So, Tumatawag na siya, nangihingi na siya ng reinforcements kasi nga napapalibutan na sila, nasa bingit na sila ng kamatayan. Pero etong sinapenyas, hindi siya nagpadala ng reinforcements. Wow. It was the AFP General Pangilinan who sensed that the SAF commandos may have been in need of help and made several calls. Hay nako. So, hindi nagpadala ng mga reinforcements etong SAF. Hindi nagpadala ng, re- ng reinforcements etong sinapenyas. So, ang nakasense pa na kailangan na ng SAF ng tulang, tulong ay etong si General Eduardo Pangilinan na wala naman dapat kinalaman dito sa Oplan Exodus kasi nga hindi siya na-inform. So siya pa yung nagsuggest, siya pa yung nagpadala ng mga reinforcements dito sa ating mga SAF commandos na nasa bakbakan. Pero huli na ang lahat dahil patay na silang lahat. Unti na lang yung mga nakasurvive. Bilang na lang sa dari- daliri yung mga nakasurvive. First, he made orders to contact MILF's Abdul Abad Dataya to ask his rebels to withdraw. Pangilinan then assembled a reinforcement team and called armor from the mechanized brigade to provide artillery support. The 300 commandos on standby were just sitting according to some reports. So, gumawa ng aksyon etong si Pangilinan, etong si General Pangilinan. So, kinontak niya yung commander ng Abu Sayyaf para pakiusapan na i-withdraw yung kanyang mga terorista doon sa pinangyayarihan nung masaker. And nagpadala siya ng 300 soldiers para maging reinforcement sana para mag-support for the altir- alt- artillery netong ating mga SAF commandos. But according to some reports, yung 300 na sinend nila ang ginawa ay umupo lamang ay nako 
The next big challenge was to find out the exact location of the SAF commandos. After they received the call from Train's group, the army had tried to locate their position. It was between 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. when the army who was extracting the team received similar fire from the guerrillas. By 3 p.m., a tactical command post was set up by the army and SAF forces to coordinate communications. An army artillery also tried to enter the marshlands but failed to do so because of the narrow passages. It was half past five when the army reinforced team still under heavy fire from the MILF guerrillas deployed white phosphorus to give soldiers cover. The artillery support team calculated their grid coordinates based on the white phosphorus and fired several rounds on the rebels who eventually retreated. It was 8 p.m. when Train and his team were located and successfully extracted. The retrieval operations continued until 2 p.m. The next day, one of the last men rescued was PO2 Christopher Robert Lalan, the only survivor of the Pip-Tip-Pip company. He found his way to a highway and was taken to the Army 45th IB headquarters to rejoin other SAF commandos. The angry commando wanted to know why reinforcements had never come to support the SAF groups that went in for the operation as planned. So yun na nga. Siyempre, sino ba namang hindi magagalit doon, di ba? Nangihingi kayo ng reinforcements sa inyong higher officials pero hindi kayo pinansin, hindi kayo binigyan ng reinforcements. Ibang tao pa, ibang officer pa yung nagbigay ng reinforcement sa inyo. Yung official pa na wala dapat kinalaman dito sa mission na to kasi hindi siya na-inform nung magaling na police director na to na sina Peñas. So what could have happened kung na-inform ng mas maaga etong ating AFP and what could have happened also kung nakapagpadala agad ng reinforcements etong sinapenyas dito sa ating mga SAF commandos. So napakalaki ng possibility na hindi mamamatay yung mga nasa 55th SAF company. Hindi mamamatay yung 44 SAF commandos na yon Biruin ninyo dun sa 55th SAF company na pinadala isa lang yung nabuhay so a total of 44 ang namatay dito sa ating SAF while only 18 members were killed from the BIFF and Moro Islamic Liberation Front so anong nangyari? sino ang may mali? is it a massacre or a misencounter? sino ang dapat managot? Sino ang may responsibilidad sa mga nangyari? The next day, a press briefing was organized. The government called the incident a mis-encounter. On January 28, President Aquino publicly addressed the nation within the details of the event. He also declared 
January 30, a national day of mourning for the 44 police commandos killed in Mama Sapano. When asked whether he had given his go signal for the operations, Aquino explained that the AFP, PNP, and NBI are not always required to obtain his approval for each and every one of their operations. It could be impractical for them to wait for my clearance before proceeding, he said to the media. What the F? Damn, you are the president. Of course, they need your approval. Ano ba namang klase yan? We are a democratic country leaded by the president at that time. Pero sinasabi mo na hindi nila kailangan ng approval para mag-proceed sila sa isang operation. Plano ko, paano kung yung operation nila is um, to attack the masses? ba? Paano kung may operation sila na ganun na hindi makakabuti para sa bansa? So hindi na nila kailangan ng approval mo para mag-take ng action ganun? Damn, man. Sakit sa ulo, ah. The next day, there were arrival honors for the slain 44 SAP troopers. So, hindi dapat sila namatay kung... Hay, nako. The presidents keep this to attend a car plant launch. Bullshit. This is... This is so cringe. Oh my goodness. So, ang ating magaling na presidente, Noynoy Aquino noon, imbes na umatend sa arrival honors ng namatay na 44 SAP troopers, ay hindi siya umatend. Imbes, umatend siya sa isang car plant launch. Wow! This angered Filipinos who voice out their sentiments on social media sensing a public backlash the president met with the individual families in Camp Bagong Diwa the next day. Two months later, the PNP Board of Inquiry released results of its, of its investigations that implicated PNP Chief Alun Purisima for acting without authority. The report also stated that Aquino bypassed the chain of command by allowing Purisima to take part in their operation. So basically, the PNP chief or the PNP itself proceeded to the Oplan exodus without the president's approval. But, ang ating magaling na presidente, wala siyang pake. Dahil sabi niya, hindi naman daw kailangan magpaalam sa kanya for commencing operation. etong AFP, PNP, or NBI. So, he also bypassed the chain of command to Purisima. So, that gave Purisima the power to take part in the operation or the Oplan Exodus. What a... Huh, ang dami kong gustong, gusto kong sumabog at sabihin ang mga masasamang mga words dahil dito sa mga... dahil dito sa storya na to. Although it happened way back, five years ago, pero yung talagang alam mo yun, talagang yung inis nandun pa rin yung talagang pagiging lumalabas yung pagiging makabayan mo eh, yung sympathy mo eh para dun sa mga namatay eh. The Senate also released its own report after a series of public hearings. In the report, 
the senators demanded that Aquino take responsibility for what happened. Of course, he should take responsibility. He is the goddamn president that time. They also found that the first scene or who fired first was the MILF which was denied later on by the group. So sabi ng MILF, hindi daw sila ang unang bumarel. So does that matter? So kailangan pa bang malaman kung sino yung unang bumarel? So hindi, wala sa good terms ang PNP, AFP at ang mga militanting grupo na katulad ninyo, mga MILF, BIFF. So syempre kapag nagkita kayo ng isa't isa, so talagang magpuputukan kayo. So hindi mahalaga kung sino yung mauuna. Ang mahalaga, pag nagkita kayo, talagang magpapatayan kayo kasi magkaaway kayo eh. Kaaway kayo ng bansa eh. ba diba? The Senate called it a massacre. Of course it was a massacre. What else could it be? Due to the nature of how the commandos were killed, aside from being trapped from all sides, the autopsy reports and an unverified video also revealed the brutal ways the commandos were executed. In quote, as close to 30 policemen bore gunshot wounds to the head, The said firearms are so powerful that it crushed the skulls of the fallen troopers, end quote. The report stated. So napakalakas daw nung mga barel na ginamit sa kanila that yung mga na-headshot is nag-crush daw yung mga bungo sa sobrang lakas nung mga barel na ginamit sa kanila. So napaka-brutal nung pagkamatay nung etong mga 44 PNP staff heroes. Sumalangit so nawa sila. Dama masapa no incident was overkill, labeling the tragedy as a misencounter would do injustice to the fallen 44 PNP staff heroes. It continued. The Commission on Human Rights, however, begged to defer. Then chairperson Loreta Eta Rosales argued the term was excessive. In a statement, he said that the Moro troops use high-powered firearms and mortars does not automatically equate to cruelty and that after all, the SAF were armed, albeit outgunned. So what if if they were armed, diba? So, hindi pa ba sapat? na namatay sila kailangan pa bang silipin yung mga bagay na ganyan of course yung mga nakalaban nila merong mga high powered firearms and mortars yan kasi talagang high profile na terorista na criminal yung ano nila eh, nasa panig nila eh. talagang may mga ganyan silang gamit di ba and ang tagal nilang nagpe-prepare ang tagal nilang nagkakalap ng mga armas na katulad niyan so anong gusto niyong palabasin Anong it does not automatically equate to cruelty? Hindi pa ba cruel sa'yo yung pagkamatay ng 44 SAF commandos na nanghihingi ng reinforcements tapos hindi nabigyan, hindi napansin? In other words, although their situation was dire, the SAF were not necessary, necessarily helpless or unresisting, she said. Anong pinagsasabi nito? 
anong not necessarily helpless eh outnumbered nga sila sobrang dami ng kalaban nila iilan lang sila so talagang helpless sila kahit saan mo tignan napaka helpless nila so eto ba yung dahilan kung bakit hindi ninyo sila pinadalhan ng reinforcements although nagtatawag sila para doon Ito ba yung iniisip ninyo that they were not necessarily helpless or unresisting? My goodness. It's a shame on you. It's a shame on you. It's a shame on you. It's so cringe. Cringe. So what now? The public had demanded justice. What they got Instead, was a series of investigations by various government agencies which included the Department of Justice's Special Investigation Team with members of the National Bureau of Investigation and National Prosecution Service. It also included the Department of the Interior and Local Government and the PNP Board of Inquiry, the Commission on Human Rights and Committees of the House of Representatives and the Senate. Almost eight months after the clash, NBI filed criminal complaints against 90 individuals including 26 MILF members, 12 members of the BIFF, and 52 others from various le- rebel groups. In July 2015, the ombudsman approved the recommendation to file charges against Purisima, na Peñas, Police Chief Superintendent Fernando Mendez Jr. and eight other police officers. The Ombudsman Panel, however, absolved Aquino of any criminal liability. Two years later, on the anniversary of the incident, the Ombudsman filed criminal charges against Purisima and Napeñas with the Sandigan Bayan. President Rodrigo Duterte also announced he would create another commission to reinvestigate the clash and give more medals of valors to the fallen commandos. The PNP also reported that the families of the fallen have received almost 70 million pesos in benefits and pensions. The Mamasapano tragedy had such a huge impact that the Maalala Mukaya episode was dedicated to it starring Coco Martin and Angel Oxin. E.R. Ejercito also produced a film dedicated to the SAF 44. The death of the 44 commando shocked the nation but looking at the bigger picture, the clash was a grim reminder of the situation in Maguindanao. As of March 16, 2015, about 24,714 families or 123,537 individuals in Maguindanao have been displaced according to the Autonomous Region of Muslim Mindanao Humanitarian Emergency Action and Response Team. There is also an estimated 600 billion pesos in damage to property and livelihood from 1970 to 2001 in the area while over 60 people died that day in Mamasapano. That number is small compared to the estimated 120,000 lives lost from 1970 to 1996, 1996 rather, because of the ongoing battles. Four years since the tragic deaths of the 44 soldiers, the palace, 
has asked the country to continue praying for the souls of those who perished. As we share in the grief of their bereaved families, we urge the Office of the Ombudsman to resolve with dispatch the case filed against those who recklessly placed them in mortal peril. The presidential spokesperson said, While the investigations continue, so does the fightings in Mindanao. So, however, kahit ganun yung nangyari, kahit naging tragedy, kahit naging massacre yung kinalabasan ng Oplan Exodus, so, there are still positives. Kung positive man yon na maituturing, convert it man yon maituturing. So, they successfully killed Marwan, according to the reports. So, That was the goal of the mission, the ace of the mission. So they succeeded to that. So with that, the SAF commandos deserve a very honorarily salute. So until the very end, so lumaban sila para sa ating bayan. Pinagtanggol nila ang kanilang mga buhay at ang ating bayan. Lumaban sila hanggang sa kanilang huling hininga. Ginawa nila ang kanilang misyon. Although, of course, nandun yung takot pero pinakita nila yung kanilang tapang bilang, bilang mga special armed forces. And they will be remembered throughout history. So, I give them, I give them my utmost respect, my utmost salute. So, thank you very much to our SAF commandos. Your lives will not be in vain. Thankfully, nanagot itong mga dapat managot. Itong si Napenas, si Purisima, at yung mga iba pa. So, mga nakasuhan sila. So, nanagot sila sa batas as they should be. So, yun. Yun ang story guys ng Mama Sapano Massacre Case. So, disclaimer lang. This episode contains my personal opinions about the topic so I am not degrading anyone or accusing anyone of anything I am just um, expressing my rightful opinion as a citizen as a podcast host so that's it for this episode guys I hope you like it again this is your host Trap and see you in our next episode of Stories Philippines Podcast Kayo ay may mga istoryang nais ibahagi. Mangyari lamang na sumulat sa aming Facebook page na Stories Philippines Podcast o di kaya ay mag-email sa Stories 
phpodcast at gmail.com Matatagpuan ang mga link na yun sa ating description. Hanggang sa muli, maraming salamat mga kaistorya. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.